Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of the Soul CEO Podcast. My name is Rachel Picarik, and I'm the founder of Soul CEO, where we are passionate about helping faith-based network marketers build a profitable business without losing their soul. And on today's episode, episode 59, we are going to be discussing going through the dry, desert, dusty, ugly seasons and kind of going through the grind or being disappointed. And this all has to do with the half marathon that I ran um, just 48 hours ago. And so if you're brand new to this podcast, I think you're going to learn a lot about uh, mindset. Uh, Obviously, we talk about raising your skill set and of course, my passion, which is leadership. And so if you're new, hit that subscribe button. And if you've been around for a hot second, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and a written review because your next review could be one that I share, and I'd love to shout you out. Uh, today's most recent review, I want to shout out Mill Diamond, who said, I resonate with Rachel's story, and she's very easy to listen to. Thanks so much. Uh, she said that there are episodes that I cry because I feel her heart crying out to God for direction in this business. And content-wise, she hits the very important topics for network marketers, mindset, the strategies, and also our attitude in general, how we approach the business. Network marketing is a different ballgame, and hearing Rachel talk about it in different angles helps me connect the the puzzle pieces of network marketing. Well, Mill Diamond, thank you so much. Five stars to you. And guys, I appreciate all of you guys that are listening, sharing, commenting, and tagging me on social media. Hit me up on Instagram at SoulCEO. I'd love to know what episode that you're on and what you got from it, your biggest takeaways. Let's dive into today's show. A little bit of a rant. So desert seasons, dirty seasons, tough seasons, not so pretty seasons. What does this have to do with running a half marathon? Well, if you're brand new to the podcast, you kind of moseyed on in mid-cycle. You may not know that I am newly-ish married. I got married during the pandemic, during lockdowns to the man of my dreams, Tony Pekarik. And when I met Tony, and still today, Tony is a runner. Now, for my uh, entire life, for three and a half decades, I said, I don't run. How many of you guys are in the I don't run camp? Um, the cardio is hardio. If I'm running, you better run too because something is chasing me. But being the competitor and being somebody that looks for opportunities to get outside my comfort zone, um, it was kind of a natural progression for me to sign up for a race. And it came after... Uh, reading the book Atomic Habits in 2021. I read it on my birthday in Cancun, Mexico. And I realized that my habits had to change because I wanted to become an athlete. In fact, my entire life, I wanted to be an athlete. Now I did sports and, you know, volleyball and a little bit of basketball and a little tiny bit of soccer, but mostly dance and show choir. I was kind of one of those glee kids, theater kids. Um, but I always wanted to be an athlete. It wasn't necessarily to always perform or compete or to win or the trophies or tournaments, but I wanted to live like an athlete, feel like an athlete. I don't know about you. It wasn't always about looks or weight or, you know, what you, you know, look like in a bathing suit. It was more of how I would feel on a energy level and strength. And as I'm now approaching my 40s, I'm starting to see the second half of my life in the near distance. And I'm thinking about, you know, hey, I want to do what I can do now. And I also want to set up my body long term. So year half ago, or gosh, what did this been? Yeah, year and a half ago, little, or a year ago, I signed up for my first 5K. I saw my husband do marathons. I saw the accolades and the fanfare and the, you know, just 
camaraderie that all these races had. So I signed up for my first 5k and it was an absolute nightmare. It turned out horrible. I didn't sleep for days before. I was so nervous for 5k. That's three miles, but I was so hyped up. I didn't know what to expect. I thought I was going to pass out and, uh, ended up being very, very, very slow, but I completed it. I got my medal and I think I was hooked at that moment. When I saw the bigger display of the events, it was like a 13,000 person event in Duluth, Minnesota, Grandma's Marathon. I watched the half marathoners. I watched the marathoners and I was like, I could do 13.1 miles. Well, fast forward uh, just a few weeks later, my gallbladder went on the fritz. I had an emergency gallbladder surgery and, um, and my racing was kind of put on hold. We found ourselves uh, just a few a few episodes back, back in September 2021, and I found myself in Albuquerque, New Mexico with my husband who had signed up for a half marathon there. We were on a romantic vacation and we had gone there for the half marathon, but spread it all out. And I signed up on a whim. Now I'm two months post-op and I signed up for a half marathon. And if you heard my episode talking about it just a few episodes back, it was an insane experience. It was hard. I wasn't trained, not recommended by the way. It was beautiful. It was stunning. It was in the mountains, right, running down a mountain in Albuquerque, New Mexico, ending in the city on the finish line. And it was one of those experiences that was one of the toughest things that I ever did. And God was with me throughout all of it. So it was all these endorphins and emotions. And I had this mantra, I can do this. You can do it. You can do hard things. Pain is temporary. My knees are hurting. I, again, I was not trained, right? But I got the medal at the end. I finished in about three hours and two minutes, which was for being untrained, a respectable time, but not fast by any means. And I said, you know, I'm going to go do a few more. So my husband and I looked around and he had done in the past a race in Austin, Texas, the 3M half marathon in January. And so we signed up for this a few months ago. We, uh, got our uh, good friends, Kristen Richard and her her husband, uh, Eric came along for the ride, but she's a a marathon runner. So this was going to be her 23rd half. This was going to be my husband's like 40th race and my second. And, um, (laughs) here I was, we get to Austin and I want to paint the scene from the time we landed in Austin, there was little things that were going wrong. I mean, we didn't have, we found out we didn't actually book a rental car. So we had to pick one up on the fly. The car that we wanted wasn't available. So we had to, you know, kind of downgrade and get just a a simple car. We had a ton of luggage too. Um, we couldn't find and get out of the airport or navigate the city really well. And this was at one in the morning and you're tired and you're like, you just want to get to your Airbnb. Then we get to our Airbnb and the neighborhood was not, it was kind of sketch guys. It was kind of sketch. Like the, the actual Airbnb was really cute, but I was a little afraid, like to the point where at one thirty in the morning, I was contemplating, do we get a hotel? Do we book another half marathon? Kristen and Eric, our friends are going to be here in about 12 hours. Like this is not going to work. We slept through the night, woke up, saw things in the daylight. They were a little bit more acceptable. We're like, okay, we can make this work. And, um, our friends arrived in, we're getting excited for the races. Those Friday races on Sunday morning. And we begin to explore Austin. Now, no disrespect to those that live in Austin, but it wasn't really exactly what I remember 10, 11 years ago when I had been there. And I just wasn't 
we just were kind of disappointed in it. Like, oh, like everywhere we went, this is kind of dirty. And, you know, again, I don't want to rag on it, but it's just, we weren't really like, oh, we're kind of let down. We thought we were like, oh my gosh, it's going to be beautiful and the gorgeous nightlife. And it just was bleh. Then the night before, the night of, the night before the race, I don't sleep again. So this is now my fourth race with zero sleep. And somehow I got up, which really means I got vertical because I was up all night and was able to scrounge some energy and, you know, took a shower to try to kind of sleep off like the not or not kind of rinse off the no sleep. And everything from there on was just blah, right? So it had all these like little tiny disappointments, little tiny, like uh, it's just kind of, that wasn't what I thought it would be. And then I ran the race. And afterwards, fast forward, people were like, girl, congrats. You ran 13.1 miles. How do you feel? How was it amazing? Was it incredible? Do you feel so? And I was like, it wasn't great. It was, it was not, it was blah. It was days and days of frustration. And then the race itself was blah, no sleep. There was no actual start to the race. Like we literally just parked our car, walked to the start line and just started running. Like there was no like big, you know, fanfare, like, oh, climactic, like energy. Like, all right, now we hear the gunshot or the the boom or the music or whatever. And now you start running, you know, in your, in your, you know, your wave, there was nothing like that. It was just like, uh, and I guess we just start jogging now. Okay. Start our run keeper app. And guys, the course was ugly. Now this, again, no disrespect to Austin, but I had only ever ran a half marathon in the mountains of Albuquerque. And this, this was like industrial. This was like commercial places, underpasses, um, trash everywhere. It was really dusty and dirty. Now this might not be all of Austin, but this particular um, marathon, half marathon. It just was like, there was no sights. There was no scenery. There was no pretty buildings. There was no pretty, really even downtown area when we got to that point. And the run was crowded. This was a much larger run. Albuquerque was 400 people. This was thousands. And a few times I almost got hit by people either trying to pass me or they didn't see me. And at one point, a car pulled into the course. I mean, literally they're directing traffic, right? We have all these turns and twists and the police are directing traffic. And this car pulls in only 20 feet from me. But thankfully the police like smacks on their window and gets them to break before they pummel me, run me over and all the other runners. Right. So that was like a little jarring. And then even at the end Imagine you've not run a 5K or 10K or 15K. You've now run 13.1 miles. You're picking up your last little bit of gas. And, th- and this was an awful run. I was like, I was like spiritually, scenically fasting. I'm like, this was so ugly. I just, I don't even know how I did it. I think I went into like an autonomous, like robot zone to do this. I felt pretty good. I was, I was, um, tracking faster, much faster than my previous one. I had everything to be happy with. And really, I just wanted to be over and I wanted to see Tony, my ogre, my Tony. And as soon as I got up, there wasn't a lot of people there at the finish line. It just wasn't a big fanfare. Like nobody was really like clapping. It was really weird. I was like, this is thousands of people. Where is everybody? I guess they were socially distancing. And I saw my friend's husband, Eric, who's also my friend. I saw Eric like, Rachel, he's recording me. You're a rock star. And I saw him and, and I'm looking past him and I'm just kind of scanning, where's Tony? Where's Tony? And finally I spot Tony and he's facing the opposite direction on a phone call. 
walking. And I'm like, huh? I got my earbuds in. I'm like, he's not going to see me finish. He's not going mean, to, all this is going through my mind. I just did all this. He's not there. He's not going to see me. Who is he on the phone with? What, what could possibly be more important than my moment, right? <laughs> right? And it comes to find out later, a minute later, I find out that he butt dialed his boss, um, his boss, and his boss called him by, back right at that moment. And Tony, because of where the app was, he thought I'd be a few minutes, at least five or 10 minutes more, but I was picking up speed, right? So this totally wasn't his fault. And thankfully, right as I was, I slowed down. Like I literally was like almost walking because I was trying to get his attention. He looked right as I crossed the finish line. But I was like, there was no runner's high at the end. There was no like, see, Albuquerque was like, I cried as I crossed, crossed the finish line. I was in pure exhaustion and euphoria. Even during the course, there was all these little Godwings, little Christian messages or billboards or Jesus signs or crosses, you know, sketched or etched into the rocks and the mountains or little fun little things that just, oh man, constantly changing scenery. This was blah. I was like, my husband almost missed it. I didn't like the course. I didn't feel good. The first, you know, eight miles or so, I had this insane brain fog. My brain was sloshing my head as I was running just because I just didn't have sleep. And I just ran 13.1 miles. It was hard, but it was nothing like I expected. It was nothing like I had pictured in my mind, right? And so here I was, I, I looked at my app and they're like, even Kristen turned to me, I, she finished about a minute ahead of me, trained very seasoned. Now, granted, she didn't do a great performance, but she was like, she, she's like, you finished right behind me? Girl, you you did so much better. You were so much faster. You, you, you uh, got cut like 17 minutes off your time, but I felt worse. And for a few minutes, Kristen and I just kind of looked at each other. Tony's on his high. He, he finished really fast and we're all just kind of sitting there and I'm like, and we just kind of walked away from the race. Like we just kind of walked, we had our medal I was just like, dang, that we just did all that. And it, it wasn't great. And then we had a fun little few uh, interesting things that happened the rest of the afternoon that added, you know, kind of insult to injury. But the point being is I was able to spend the next day or so reflecting on how good God was to use this experience to really reflect and, and to contemplate look at my motives to audit my, um, just my motivations and my endurance. And I started to ask myself, like, can I really do things when they're hard? Can I do those hard things when it isn't pretty? Can I do the hard things when it isn't pretty? And there's no human recognition. There's no Tony at the finish line. There's no somebody saying add a girl or, you know, like way to go. Can I persevere even during the dusty, dirty, unattractive, courses or seasons. And my attitude was so like bombed at the end of the race. I was like, okay, can I still find praise like Joseph did in the pit? And it was so amazing. Even my papa, Papa Frida, who many of you guys know and love from several of my podcasts, um, my papa left me a great message. He goes, success often leaves us dirty and battered, yet joyous to know that our own grit can be an endless source of self-motivation and inspiration. He goes, kudos for you being for being a warrior instead of a princess in your life story. And it was so humbling because I got to flip the script of, I did something 
running, running, walking, standing that many can't do and many people cannot. They would love to be able to be healthy enough or able to run 13.1 miles. Even though I didn't like Austin, we didn't love the city. We got to travel and see new places. Not all places are going to be great, but it gets to travel. I have best friends, like the most amazing friends in the world that support me and love me. I have messages all throughout the race that I got to check afterwards of people that were praying for me. And there's a million things I can't control, but one of them is my attitude. And and ultimately my husband is my favorite person and he pushes me to be better. And, you know, at least he caught the end. But even if he hadn't, like, I'm so, so blessed. But I needed to go through that. See, right now I'm currently in a season where some things are pretty hard right now. We've small things are personal, you know, we have some things personal, we have some things business. I mean, even right now we've been trying to find a house to buy for what's going on. It seems like an eternity, like six or seven months and seems like endless showings and not being able to find a home. We have our cabin that we live in, but like trying to find a family, a city's home. And, you know, we've had other things that have happened. As you heard from my previous podcast, likely, you know, my dad died. Um, I've had business, you know, um, ups and downs, like huge ups and then huge frustrations dealing with um, logistic issues or leadership issues. And I, I think about how God used this half marathon to show me that I can do things when they're hard, when they're ugly, and even when it's just blah. And my first post on social media, I posted us right after the race. We took our photos. We, you know, manufactured a smile. I mean, I tell you guys, like, we were just like, eh. Like, Kristen and I especially were like, meh. And I don't want anybody to fall in that social media highlight reel trap. So I, I shared this on a, a second post because often the victory you see in other people's lives it's paved in crummy roads, in trash-filled roads, in disappointments, in the just-do-it-grit moments. And there's so much behind-the-scenes messes that you're never privy to. And so I love the fact that I didn't get to experience a high, another high. I love the fact that I got a mediocre feeling from doing something hard because it tells me and it reaffirms that I can and you can and we all can go through the seasons where it's hard and not pretty and we don't get the recognition or it's dusty or it's dirty or we feel like we're in a pit or we made a bad decision or we shouldn't be in this space right now or maybe we should be getting more love or whatever it might be. And so I wanted to share this story with you. I'm super proud of myself, of course. Um, I'm sure I'll probably do another race in the future. But at the end of the day, what matters most in all of our experiences, think back to the last time that you put yourself in a situation and it didn't quite go the way you wanted it to. Were you like me? Were you bratty for a few minutes or were you bratty for a few hours or were you bratty for a few days or a few weeks? Did you milk it? Did you focus on that? Did you laser intensely, you know, um, just constantly rehash all that went wrong? Or can you build the muscle to say, what's the lesson in this? What can I learn from this? Um, what is God doing in my character? Think about this with business. There's three phases of business, three phases of network marketing, right? 
you have phases of increase, you have phases of stabilization and phases of decline, right? So either momentum growth, you're stabilized or you're declining. And that's for really any business. And I wonder how much of us, how many of us that even in those phases of stability or decline, that you can do those hard things. You can still show up every day. You can still touch your business. You can still even when it isn't pretty or when the company isn't uh, doing things that you'd like. I'm, I'm opening a whole new market and there has been a lot of dusty, dirty, unattractive, gritty, nasty things in opening a new country. There just is every single time. I don't care how prepared you feel like you are. Um, there's frustrations with that. And we've had you know leaders leave our team. We've had leaders come to our team. We've had difficult conversations um, lately. And I wonder like, if I if we are always the princess in our story or the prince in our story, like my dad says, and we're never the warrior, at what point then do we ever expect to have the muscular memory? The, the the character building foundation, like character is really built on hard times. Character is built in every step of a crummy road and a crummy course. You know, it's, it's not getting what you want when you want it, you know, where you want it with who you want it. Like there are times where you're just going to be disappointed. So I encourage you today to look at whatever season you're in, if you're in a high season, if you're in a peak, shout out worship and gratitude. If you're in a low season in a pit, shout out in gratitude. Find that praise either way. Do not be overconfident if you're in a peak. Just because it's new or exciting or beautiful or scenic or fresh or you have all these oh, like amazing God wings, it's not always going to feel like that. And what matters most is that you're still on your mission and that you're still plugged into him and that you're doing your best and letting him do the rest. Finding all the little things that you can be grateful for can totally flip your script. And it did for me. I hope this blesses you here today. If you guys love this, share it on Instagram, take me at soul CEO or on Facebook. You can find me there too, Rachel Picard, but I'd love to connect with you. And we have a brand new telegram channel. You can find that in the show notes. So if you want all the latest updates about soul CEO, make sure that you subscribe for the nitty gritty in there. So love you guys. Appreciate you. Be blessed and have a great day.